0: all right, back here on the Ohio and, you know, um, Brandon and I own houses. Well, we we're paying on houses in the Columbus area. Maybe we don't own them yet. But there's some great news for us. And, and Craig, um, you got to get in, too. You got to buy a house down here in Columbus. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked over the last couple of months how uh, home prices are rising down here in Columbus. Well, there was an update yesterday. They're up 18% more uh, in May. And they're selling out in record time. Uh, the median price of a Central Ohio home uh, rose. It was 233000 last May, 275000 this May. And, you know, I think part of it, you know, with COVID, uh, people aren't moving as, as much. I mean, you know, people still move, but I think it's more necessity than just based on, hey, I want another house. Um, what do you think, Brandon? I mean, we're still paying our houses. We don't own them yet. Are you excited about this news? Oh, oh. Yeah, are you ready to sell your house in Columbus, Brandon?
1: Sorry, one more time. <laughs> uh, what, are you ready to sell your house
0: in Columbus? It's going up 18%. Uh,
1: probably never sell, actually. Um, but, um, um, yeah, I mean, even though it's finally, I got a Redfin report on my email. I don't know, I get them every, I get them now. I don't know why, but, um, well, I, I probably because I was looking when we, I got them when we were looking at the house we bu- ended up buying, and it was like, it kept going up and up and it's finally for the summertime it's hit up to a hundred thousand dollars or a little just over that so um my wife's like and that re- that's not really accurate um so our house could be probably up more hundred forty five thousand, not including really um uh other other uh, amenities of the house so um that you know i think that um oh You know, so, um, probably not interested in selling ever, um, looking to own it and pay it off the mortgage like everyone else, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, housing market in Columbus is hot. Um, not sure how it is up in Fremont, (laughs)
2: Craig, but, but, uh, well, I mean, that's, that sounds like, uh, you know, great news for everybody except for people that, you know, especially in Columbus, I guess they can't afford a $250,000 house, but, uh. You know the housing market seems to be flush up here too. As far as you know, they're they're building new uh, uh, new community homes and, and places like that here in the Fremont area where I cover. So, you know the the market seems to be uh, you know seems to be pretty ripe right now everywhere.
0: Are you guys getting calls? And Craig, you're running right where you're at yeah. right now. Yeah. Okay. So you're probably aren't getting these calls. But, Brandon, are you, are you getting calls from people like these telemarketers saying, hey, are you ready to sell your house? We'll give you a cash <laughs> offer.
1: Have I gotten like a cash offer or something you said? Well, you
0: well there's telemarketing calls where there's people who are looking to buy houses in the Columbus area and probably other areas too. So they'll hire a telemarketer to call and say, hey, we, are you interested in selling your house?
1: Yeah. I think I. Gotten those before? Um, well, not as frequent, but or text messages. They now do text message, Chris. They've gotten uh, much more advanced now.
0: Mean, singing, next
1: thing, next thing, and now they'll 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 still try to reach me out, out to me through my Alexa. Well, I'm getting like three
0: a day, and hmm. you know, and it comes through as a six one four number. So even if I don't recognize, I'm like, hey, I live here, I work here, you know, I probably should pick up. I mean, does not come through with some like weird telemarketing number? And, you know, I get to the place. And I know these guys are trying to do their job. I mean, it's a job out there. But I, I, I just get sarcastic. I'm like, yeah, a billion dollars. now. will sell it to you right now. And they hang up and everything. But, man, it's crazy. And maybe it's crazy because the stories like this. I mean, the housing market's hot. I know... Um, We, Craig, you and I were talking, what was it, about a couple weeks ago, where they had some crazy stories saying the onus is on the buyers now. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to pay for closing costs. You have to pay for um, all the repairs on the house that might come up during inspection. And, you know, you're like, I remember Craig was like, why do this? (laughs) So, you know, Brandon, I I guess if, and I know you're interested in saying your home, which is great, but, um, you know, it's probably not even worth moving right now, even if our house is at a higher level, because unless you leave the area and go to the area, the houses aren't worth as much. I, I mean, it, it's a tough
1: time to buy right now. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's time to buy. It's probably. Well, a uh, tough
0: time to buy I guess. I mean,
1: yeah, it, it would be a very tough time. I mean, um not a lot of affordable housing going on. I mean, heck, you know, I live in a probably kind of a dodgy area in Columbus, sort of not super dodgy, but you know, it's not, it's a, it's a kind of like a neighborhood that's not getting as much love as other parts of Columbus, but, um, it's still houses here sell for a lot of money and it's kind of ridiculous. But, um, yeah, Brandon lives in
0: Dublin, the dodgy area. Of town, you know? I, don't Dub- ah, I don't live in Dublin. I live in Dublin. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, gosh. He lives in Murfield uh, Village. He's like, oh, no, not like a,
1: area uh, of town. <laughs> Never a suburb. <laughs> okay. Never a suburb. All right. All right. Uh, but no, um, um, but yeah, I think it's partly because a lot of people, I think it was kind of, you know, people were interested, a lot of millennials were kind of interested in you know, a shorter commute to Columbus, particularly it's a Columbus problem, I think, because without any good public transportation in the city, it's just it's just like uh, I think and then like commute and then that traffic like I know it's not as bad as New York, never bad as New York, but it's getting it's it's creeping. It's creeping up, you know, the temperature is rising. So I think there's a lot of there's an appetite for people who want to move to a neighborhood that's not that's like only 15 minutes away from downtown rather than, 30 to 45 minutes plus, uh, added time for commuting. Um, so, um, you know, and also downtown is particularly reviving a little bit, but it was before, prior to the pandemic, it's going to be kind of hard to say what's going to happen when, when, um, uh, with what with post-podemic, uh, world will look like, especially as we've talked on this cast, like about, of. um, Uh, you know, remote work becoming more popular. But, um, you know, I think, um, you know, um, um, but yes, bottom line is, you know, people are coming to this area um, and buying houses. um, And like, um, and I think that's kind of like, and again, it's like you have to play chess a little bit and say, well, if I buy a home in this area that could potentially revitalize and like be the next, you know, best neighborhood in, in Columbus in like 20 plus years or 30 plus years or whatnot. Um, that, that might pay off then, you know, um, it's like, it's like the folks who you, you wonder, you have to kind of be a bit of a historian look like, Oh, people who made the investment in German village, uh, all those years ago or the short North or, um, Clintonville. I mean, um, so those kinds of things, uh, Um, I um, you know, kind of have to take a bit of a gamble in that sense, Craig. You know, we
0: always say, man, Craig, you got to move down to Columbus. It's probably hard just with you know the housing market being as it is. I I think papers should have like journalist housing or a big journalist (laughs) apartment that. You know, they can entice people to come down to. I, I remember I used to work at the News Herald up in Cleveland, one of my first professional jobs. And there was a apartment complex in not a great area of town, in Euclid, that there was probably 10 journalists that worked at the paper lived there. And it was a journalist housing, but they said, hey, if you want to save money and don't mind the stuff going on around you, <laughs> go there and <laughs> check it out. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'll pick another place. So
2: i um, Well I mean I can only with what with what journalists usually make, I can only imagine what a journalism housing would look like um and where it would be located. But maybe that's not such a bad idea if we can all pool together and find a place because it's uh it's you know, things are expensive now. Housing is housing is expensive, renting renting's expensive, so Uh, journalists need a little bit of uh, uh, financial aid, I think. There needs to be like a financial aid package, I think, for for journalists. Well, Brandon, how about this? Um, You know,
0: a lot of these um, publications are selling their offices to try to save money. Keep the publication, have a floor for office, and then have the other couple floors for people to stay at. It would be great. Man, it'd be fantastic here to dispatch. We have four floors. Uh, It's a small... It's not as wide. I mean, there's definitely a lot of room, but there's four floors of room because it can't expand out. It's a... You know I mean? It's a smaller building where each floor has a limited number of space. But, man, maybe we can make third and fourth floors the... Well, the fourth floor is the office, you know, the newsroom. We can maybe make the first and second floors like apartments. It'd be great.
1: (laughs) Well... Um, you know, um, for what they pay to try to make, uh, find, uh, um, you know, your home life uh, into one location. So we will, but we, you know, um, um, it's fascinating with, um, again, uh, kind of always fun to bring up like how journalists, um, um, are kind of grossly underpaid. I mean, I saw like there was, there was one uh, in Niagara Falls, New York, a job um, sports reporter job or editor job, where they had not only covered the high schools, they not only had to had to you know you know cover the university sport there. Um, they also have to be very adept at social media presence and blah blah blah. And I'm like, the highest they could get paid for all that is twenty nine thousand um that and it's New York it's I know it's not New York City necessarily but i I can't imagine it being very uh, uh cheap there so um um so i, I that kind of kind of makes me shake my head as always when I see that kind of Kind of a reality for journalists but uh i don't know if if uh off maybe offering a hey well you work your home your work office in your in your apartment we offer that to journalists to join us <laughs> no pay me more
0: <laughs> well I and mean, like, the other problem was like you have to reconfigure offices to be a place we could live at because unless you just put a sleeping bag on the floor what else do you do you know I mean, I guess you have a bathroom. I think some of those offices actually have a shower that you could use, but it's going to be hard. It won't be that luxurious, I would imagine. So it'll be tough. Well, hey, thanks for checking out our segment. Again, support our sponsors. Uh, They're listed right for you where you're – check out the podcast, and we'll see you shortly for another segment. Have a great day.
1: Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast